I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. On tonight's show, volleyball is back on the road. Basketball gears up for the season opener, but first, football is back. Raging Cajuns return to action hosting Georgia State. The Cajuns are 6-0 against the Panthers all-time in football. They're hoping to keep that streak going. First quarter, Panthers in scoring range. Marcus Carroll fumbles before breaking the plane. Andre Gant collects the loose change for the Cajuns. This game was scoreless until early second quarter. Darren Granger lasers a 24-yard TD pass to Amon Green. Georgia State up six after missing the PAT. The two would connect again in the quarter for six, a three-yard strike. Cajuns were down 20 to nothing in the second. Quarterback Michael Kulacerdo gets leveled by Gant. The ball would come out, and Marcus Weiser wrote to cover for the Cajuns. Ensuing drive, Jacob Cabote busts through to get the Cajuns on the board. Third quarter now, 20 to 10 visitors. Zeon Chris hits Terrence Carter for the touchdown. Cajuns within three after the extra point. Louisiana, a chance to take the lead in the waning seconds in the fourth. Chris is picked off by Gavin Pringle in the end zone. Cajuns not able to come all the way back. They lose 20 to 17. News in sports, Dawson D'Amico has more from the game. It was a bittersweet homecoming for UL as the Cajuns fell short in the comeback attempt against the Georgia State Panthers, 17-20. Freshman quarterback Zeon Chris helped the Cajuns drive down the field with minutes left, but ultimately threw a red zone interception, sealing the win for the Panthers. Cajuns coach Michael Desermo talks about the loss. I think no matter how you lost that game, it would be frustrating. I mean, it never comes down to one play or one person, all right? So, um... You know, we, we shouldn't have been in the situation where we had to score, you know, with under a minute left to win the football game. So, um, you know, it would have been disappointing regardless. The Cajuns couldn't get the offense going in the first half, but managed to close the gap in the second half. Louisiana only had 289 yards of total offense for the game. Coach Dez says he is still proud of the fight his team showed in the effort. I'm always proud of these guys and the way they fight and they play to the end and they believe that, you know, they're going to find a way to win. And, and we got the ball down there inside the 10 with a chance to win, you know, with under a minute left. And, uh, you know, it's kind of we talked about it at halftime. You know, we just got to believe and come out. Linebacker Kendra Gantt says it is imperative for the team to turn the page on this loss and move on from here. It, it got to be quick. Like, we got to watch the film and we got to move on to the next because it's, it's like playoff mentality, like conference game, conference game, conference game. From here on out, so we got to move on. The Cajuns look to bounce back against the South Alabama Jaguars on Saturday at 4 p.m. For KLFY News 10 Sports, I'm Dawson D'Amico. Thanks, Dawson. Cajun Volleyball now getting into the second half of the Sunbelt season. Louisiana lost to South Alabama last weekend. They, they traveled to Old Dominion for the first time as conference rivals. Head coach Christy Gray explains the focus heading into the back half of the season. Staying the course and trusting the process for the second half. It's we're going to have different matchups than what we've seen the first half. I mean, we've played the top half of 
in the first round we played those that are in the top half of the West and then you know the second half our conference as a whole has gotten better and so no matter what where everybody stands we have to continue to go compete but it's doable to go win out the rest of conference uh, if we continue to play like we have been. So Louisiana at ODU 4-2. Cajuns hoping to break a two-game losing streak. Cajuns lost the first two sets in set three. Shire Richardson delivers the kill. 20-15 in the set meal. Yamamoto delivers the ace. Cajuns win set three. However, in the next set, Maya Conway ends the game for the Monarchs, claiming the match in four sets. Cajuns look to hopefully get a split against ODU. Set one, Cajuns up 10-9. Celeste Darling providing the delicate touch. Cajuns would win that set. Then in set two, Cammie Hicks with a hammer. Then Louisiana would win set two. And then set four, Cammie Hicks would deliver a block. Cajuns win the match in four sets. On to the pitch. Cajuns soccer took on South Alabama last Sunday. While the Cajuns were able to keep the Jaguars off the scoreboard in the first half, second half was a different story. South Alabama scored five times in the second half. Head coach Chris McBride says there's more to take from that game than the 5-0 scoreline. We appreciate how good of a team that is. I think they're 24th in the RPI right now. I mean, you're talking top 25 team in the nation. If we lose away from that and we change our approach, our approach worked against Southern Miss. Our approach worked earlier on in the year against other teams in conference in Old Dominion and, and South Florida and some other results we've had in our favor. So I don't think we're going to leave that game and say we need to change our approach. There's definitely some principles in the game that we didn't execute to the highest level that we definitely need to change for the game coming up on Thursday, but not the approach or the preparation. Because I think we went in and, and we saw that in the first half, 0-0 against South Alabama. you, you got to be comfortable with that away from home. Louisiana hosted Arkansas State on Thursday. Cajuns down one, 29th minute. Emma Bates delivers the equalizer, her second score of the year. Second half, 52 minutes on the clock. Megan Bradley breaks the tie, her fourth goal of the year. 66th minute, Carlene Badir. It's her first goal of the season. Cajuns win 3-1. Louisiana went to Troy on Sunday in the 24th minute. Gabrielle Chartier finds the roof of the Cajuns net. That was the only scoring in the game. Cajuns lose 1-0. They remain the 10th seed in the Sun Belt, and they will host Marshall on Thursday. College basketball is right around the corner. And members of the Cajun men's and women's basketball team received preseason Sunbelt recognition from the conference's coaches. Lene Wheaton made the preseason all-Sunbelt conference second team for women's basketball. Wheaton leads the Cajuns in scoring last season. She averaged 12.3 points per game last season, 14.2 points per game in conference play. Cajuns, by the way, picked to finish sixth in the SBC. Now, Louisiana men's guard Themis Folks, he made the SBC preseason first team. He talks about the upcoming season coming up on Inside Cajun Nation. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here sitting with Themis Folks. Uh, Themis, tell me a little bit about this season, what you guys are expecting from your squad this year. 
Uh, we're expecting excellence. We want to dominate this year. I feel like we dominated last year, and I feel like we can keep it going. You know, uh, it starts with game one. But I mean, we just hope to dominate. We hope to make it fun. We want we want to have a really good season, make it electric. Uh, we hope the fans come as well. Uh, but yeah, we just hope to dominate this year. You talk about the fans. That's a that's a key part of a of a basketball game because you guys can feed off of that. Uh, I I know a, a long a couple years back it was it was six thousand people in there and you guys you guys play an exciting brand of basketball. So there's no reason why fans shouldn't get out there. Speaking of uh, of. Uh, you know, just success. You guys had a lot of success a year ago at home uh, and away from home as well. But at home, you were undefeated. Is that something? Is that a goal that y'all want to keep rolling? Yeah, that's the goal. We want to. We want whatever record it is. We want to break that record. We want to keep winning at home. Uh, we. I, I don't know. I mean, we we always play tough. But I mean, I feel like at home we're tougher mentally and physically, and we know we got the best fans behind us. So I mean, it just really make us go harder. You guys were picked uh, fifth in the preseason polls. Uh, does that put a little uh, chip on the shoulder, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I don't think nobody want to see us in the conference. Um, but at the end of the day, we got to prove it. We got to prove that we should be the top team in the conference. We haven't done anything yet, and we have a, a newer team. So I understand it. But at the end of the day, um, we're going to see all them guys. and. Um, we're going to see what it is. One last thing, you made uh, the all Sun Belt team uh, to, at the start of the, what kind of, uh, start of the season, what, what kind of, uh, I, I guess, it's nice to be recognized, but the, that's not the end goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, it's good to get my flowers and everything, but that's not the end goal. I know it's a target on my back, and it's a target on us still. We're the defending champs, and people want to dethrone us, you know, and we understand that. That's why we go so hard. In practice in the weight room, um, the coaches don't let us forget that either. Uh, we hope to repeat. Uh, we want to win. We want to win the regular season. We want to win. We want to win a regular season non-conference. We want to win conference. We want to win a conference tournament. We want to win NCAA tournament. We want to win it all. You know. So nothing wrong with that. Famous. Thanks so much for the time, man. Appreciate you. All right, we'll be back on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everybody. George Faust here, as always, joined by John Aiken. He's the president of Crew Alliance. And now, what is that? It's a, it's a new <laughs> initiative that's yeah. happening for the Raging Cajuns, and you've yep. taken it over. Yeah. So Crew Alliance is the NIL collective for University of Louisiana Athletics. Uh, what does that mean? That's the name, image, and likeness space that we're now in. Um, so our collective operates to raise funding create experiences, create events uh, to support the monetization of the name, image, and likeness of our student athletes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Y'all held, held an event um, this past week, and it was, it was very successful. I had a yeah. chance to, to be out there. Um, is it, was it as successful from your aspect as it was from, from a viewer's aspect? Yeah, I thought for several reasons, you know, being the first event of the crew, you want to have a great first impression, and I thought we really did that. I thought uh, the venue was incredible. You know, the Doubletree did a great job of dressing it up. It looked great. We had the cheer there. The basketball players were in tuxedos. They did an unbelievable job. Uh, this was my, I guess, my sixth event that I've ran 
uh, sure. through the years. Coach Marlin's players were by far the most engaging of any of the groups I've had. Uh, just really good. Um, we had 16 live auction items that turned into 18. We doubled a bunch of them. So I, mean, I don't know what the total number is, but it's into the six figures and we raised a bunch of money and yes. we had a really good time. Wayne Toops was there. Obviously he does a great job. Uh, and so it created a really, really good vibe and atmosphere. And I've gotten so many compliments. This was a starting point. You know, this right. is kind of the jumping off, the launching of uh, getting the, the crew out there, the collective. It's like a grand opening. Yeah, you sure. Know? And so now we can really launch from that event into some other things. Yeah, it, and it, it was it, there was a lot of uh, a lot of buzz around, a lot of excitement, and it didn't hurt that the Cajun basketball team went to the uh, NCAA tournament a year ago. Yeah. And I had a chance to talk to Coach Marlin uh, at the event, and he was telling me, I you know, I kind of asked him a little bit about uh, what is it about this year's team you like because and he said you know last year's team was really connected they had a mm -hmm. great chemistry uh, this year's team it, they had they kind of have that as well yeah. and uh i think when you talk about the players being being engaging i think that's part of the reason they they just like each other yeah. in general yeah. and uh, and that reflected in, in absolutely. the event absolutely so so you're no stranger to basketball no. right i mean no. your background let's get into that a little bit sure. uh you're you're a coach you're you're, you're a hoop guy yeah yeah <laughs> talk about it. Where, where, where'd you come from what 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 made you settle on uh, lafayette and the cajuns here yeah so for the last five years i've been that school over out west <laughs> uh, down i-10 just a little bit at mcneese uh, last couple is the head coach and in March, they decided to go a different direction. Um, understandably so, we hadn't won quite enough and they brought in a guy that uh, can get some excitement going and will wait. And so when that happened, uh, I was trying to figure out what I was gonna do. You know, I've coached for 15 years and you know this following coaches. When sure. you coach, guess what? Your family moves a whole lot. Yeah. And I have a 13 year old daughter who's in eighth grade. She's been in six different schools already. And so for me, you know, she had just been named student council president. She was going to be a cheer captain. I didn't feel like it was the right time to move and try to go chase a job in a different part of the country. Sure. Uh, and so I tried to figure out what I could do to stay located in Lake Charles or, or close. Yeah. Um, and so I had this idea to raise money through the events that I had done at McNeese. I'd done these big events like we did this week. Yeah. Um, and so I hit up Coach Marlin and Coach Ladner at Southern Miss. And they both signed up quickly. They're like, yeah, we got to do it for NIL. Let's do it. Transition to start really working with Dr. Maggart and Coach Marlin here, and that's where the collective idea, the crew, became gotcha. a real vision. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, the neat thing about this NIL stuff, George, it's really recruiting, it's relationship building, obviously it's fundraising, but I get to spend so much time with different players. Like, we're gonna have an event this week with the football team mm -hmm. uh, at Dragos, and I get to like be on the phone with those guys and find out what they're doing, talk to their families, um, and so it's really f met me in some of that coaching role, yeah, you sure. know, and I think I'm the only coach in America that's running an NIL collective. <laughs> Which is crazy now, right? That that's, that's a legal thing that can happen in the NCAA. I know, I know, <laughs> right. I know. So, well, look, don't go away. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more. Uh, John Aikens is joining us. Aiken is joining us, and uh, he's going to chat more about what's the future look like? Uh, because this is the, like Coach Marlin told me uh, the other night, this this is the future of mm -hmm. college athletics. Yep. So we're gonna check in on that. And see what see what see what else you have planned <laughs> up your sleeve there. We'll do that in, a, in 90 seconds. Don't go away. More inside Cajun Nation after this.
Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Still talking with John Aiken, and uh, he's with the, he's the president of Crew Alain, and uh, and that is the NIL initiative for the University of Louisiana. And co coach, he's a coach. He coached at McNeese uh, for uh, for a while. How many years were you at McNeese? Five years. Five years as yeah. the head coach at, uh, for the basketball program there. So it's pretty fitting that the first, the major launching off point was a basketball event. That, yeah. uh, that yeah. makes sense. But uh, there, there's going to be a ton more. You, you you're from every uh, indication. Everybody's talked to me about you. They're, they're like, oh, he's on the he's hitting the ground running. He's like, you know, we're we're rolling, we're rolling. So you have a lot on your plate. What's the What's the future look like? What, I know this uh, this week you also had the you had the th event at Drago's, but uh, the, what's ahead of that yeah. or after that? Yeah, absolutely. So with the event that we had this week for basketball, um, I mean, I told Dr. Maggart, the athletic director at UL, and uh, some others, I said, look, as soon as this basketball event's over, what's next? We got to be thinking about what are we doing next, for what sport, who are we trying to engage? Um, and so I think what we'll probably end up doing is something with football. Um, that will coincide with the end of their year. Uh, we're going to have some conversations this week coming up uh, Monday, Tuesday about what that needs to look like, how we need to build that. Uh, try to maybe partner that around the end of the season uh, banquet potentially. Um, so that's something we're looking at. But yeah, absolutely, we got to do something for football because they've got a couple guys that there's going to be some needs for. Um, and then the thing that we're doing really next week, we're rolling out. We I have a committee. Uh, a board advisory board, yeah, sure. I guess you could call it. Right. Um, names that you may be familiar with: Jace Conrad played baseball here, mm -hmm. Andre Huval, Hollis Conway, who was a, a track guy, um, William Kellner, Ken Judy. Some of those guys are going to uh, Ben Berth a lot with Lafayette Travel, Ben Boydoin. Yep. And so we're having our first advisory board meeting on Wednesday, Wednesday of next week to roll out. What do we want to do next? How are we going to engage a wide swath of people uh, with this basketball event? I had a separate committee that was just basketball focused, and then we built this board that has more, it's touch, gonna touch all the sports. Um, and yeah, so now my thought is how do we drive it for somebody else, and then eventually how do we grow a whole athletic department event? What does that look like? Right, well, what's interesting to me is, is so now, you know, golf is, uh, is like, do, does do what you do include like the golf realm, the tennis realm, and all yeah. that. You're, you're, so not only are football players, I mean, obviously football's the kind of the, the bell cow, but there's other sports that you can kind of, you know, hey, you can also attract some other some athletes because of this. And that's the next thing I want to ask you. Mm -hmm. um, how is it when you, when you, like, it helps out the athlete? I mean, is this a good recruiting tool, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think, I think, as it grows, especially at the P5 schools, yeah. I think they're using it and recruiting a lot more, um, which technically it's, you're not allowed to, and you're, you can't induce, you can't use it as a recruiting tool. Um, my goal, my vision is to have such a robust, well-known, well-executed collective experience like the event last night. Sure. You know, that when student athletes come on campus, as recruits, they hear about these events that oh, the collective has done. You gotta hear what we yeah. did last yeah. week, you know, they or see, last month. They last see pictures, week. they see videos, and right. they see the engagement that the collective is having. Um, that we're getting every week, we get student athletes doing something. They're out in the community. We're doing things with them, and so now that becomes the recruiting piece of it. It's a it's a known thing. It almost sells itself. Right. You right, know. Gotcha. Um, the retention part is to me the biggest driver right now because we're at the end of the day we're behind. I mean, yeah. this has been something that was rolled out 
over two years ago, sure. and we're just now getting ours off the ground. And so we've got a lot of hard soil to dig up and get going. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I got a call from a guy in Lake Charles um, who's got a girl on the track team that he wants to try to support. Mm. He called me and said, hey, do you think you could do something for NIL with this girl? I said, absolutely. I mean, yeah, just let me know. And uh, if you're willing to put some money behind it, I'd be more than happy to do it. And so that's the cool thing. The neat right. thing is we can touch different uh, student athletes, different sports, cheer. We could do something with it, with the cheer program, oh, you wow. know? So um, there's a lot of avenues we could go. And I want to try to do something for all teams. Obviously, your big sport, your, your major sports, um, your football, your basketball, your baseball, softball. At the end of the day, softball has a chance to be a national championship yeah. program here, you know, and so. Um, it's, it's, softball has always been, since I've been here, and I've been here a, a good while, uh, more than two decades, yep. uh, but softball's been the, the one constant at the, at the University of Louisiana that has always competed for a national championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always, like, Absolutely. Never, never have they not been in the conversation of, hey, we're going to Oklahoma City. Yeah. So uh, that's definitely a, 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 a program that people get behind, especially. Yeah. I mean, if you go to a game Dude. on a Tuesday afternoon at Lampson Park, it's packed. Dude, I went to, I just, <laughs> I was, so Lance Stutz, who played baseball here, is a good friend of mine. He's got a daughter who's a freshman. And I, we had a committee meeting for my basketball event at the Cajun Dome, and I was like, I'll just go over to softball. They're playing LSU Eunice. It's a fall game. I'll just be able to get a seat. There's probably going to be like 10 people in the stands. I'll just sit next to Lance. Yeah. I had to park at Cajun Fields and walk to the softball stadium. It was unbelievable. Right. They probably yeah. had 1,500 people there for a, yeah. a fall game against a JUCO. Yeah. I, it was just, I was blown away. Yeah. I was blown yeah. away. The, 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 the level of pride that the oh, softball man. program has is no doubt it's, yeah. it's up there. Yeah. Um, and, they they consistently deliver, so it, it doesn't go away. Yeah. Do, Coach Glasgow does a great job of just keeping the keeping the talent rolling. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else that 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 people need to know? How can they be a part of this? Yeah. Uh, because uh, that's that's how it happens, right? You, need, you need people to uh, take part and and, and pick up uh, pick up the uh, the tab, so to speak. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so. A variety of ways yeah, sure. you know obviously with these events that we have uh, like last night we had 50 different table sponsors um, people that gave sign auction items live auction items the bidders that was a great way to get involved without a real heavy ask where I'm not going and asking somebody for a $10,000 check Correct. you know there's a couple people last night or uh, this week at the event yeah. that spent ten fifteen thousand dollars without us having to go and have a direct ask you know and so that was a cool way to get that type of money into the collective. Uh, we do have traditional online giving where you can go onto our website, which is www.crewalon, and that's like a Mardi Gras crew, K-R-E-W-E-A-L-L-O-N-S.com. You can go on there. We got different levels. We got six different levels as part of the crew, and they're themed just like a Mardi Gras crew. Like we have a king of the crew. We've got a, a rider member of the crew. We got a social member of the crew. We got a walking member of the crew. Um, I really wanted it to fit this culture. Good stuff. So give us the website one more time. www.crewalon, and I'll spell it out, K-R-E-W-E-A-L-L-O-N-S.com. All right. 
Good stuff. John, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, man. I really appreciate being on here. I used to be on a show called Pogue Nation. <laughs> I like the red and the, black Cajun Nation a little Cajun bit better. Cajun Nation <laughs> rolls, rolls a little better off the top. I like it. All right, good stuff. Well, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.